Join us for Captain's Campaign for Cures. If you plan to attend Vive or Hims this year, get a photo with Captain, our lovable service dog, and we will donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation to find cures for childhood cancer. For every person in the photo, we will donate $1 to Alex's Lemonade Stand. All you have to do is find Captain, grab your friends, take a picture, share it on social media, and put the hashtag Captain Lemonade or This Week Health, and we will make that donation for every person who's in that picture. Our thanks to SureTest and CTG for helping us to end childhood cancer. Today in Health IT, Dr. GPT. I know what you're thinking, but let's just talk about it for a little bit because it's very interesting to me for a couple of reasons. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to get back. We will be partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are up over that number for the year, and we thank you for that. We ask you to join us, though. We're going to plow through this number and, and see how far we can get. Hit our website in the top right-hand column. You're going to see a logo for the Lemonade Stand. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community, and we thank you in advance. All right, Dr. GPT. It's like, is this really a thing? I'm sure is what you're thinking, and the answer is yes, it is. In fact, it's open source. Dr. GPT is a large language model that can pass the U.S. medical licensing exam. It works offline, it's cross-platform, and your health data stays private. And by the way, I'm looking at it on GitHub. So it is absolutely open source. You can come out and get this thing and take a look at it. It's based on uh, Meta's, oh gosh, Meta's uh, Llama 2 platform. I just blanked on it for a minute. And they released a couple of different versions of the Llama 2 model. There's a 7 billion parameter model, and then it goes up from there. I think there's a 24, there's a 70 something model. The reason this one's based on the smallest version is I think one of the most compelling things about this model. And it is that the once they get done training it, turn it into a uh, Tensor virtual machine and, and putting it on an iPhone, that it is only three gigabytes in size. It fits on any local device, so there's no need to pay for an API to use it. It's free, it's made for online offline usage, which preserves patient confidenti confidentiality, and it's available in iOS, Android, and web. It's really fascinating to me. So let me tell you why I'm talking about this. One is passes the US medical e licensing exam. Now, first of all, it passes it at the lowest level possible to pass it. But to be honest with you, we have no idea if the doctor we're seeing today passed it at the lowest level or the highest level. We have no idea. But that's a, you're not going to use this for that kind of uh, model, that, that high-level kind of medical advice anyway. Here's what this is really valuable for. It fits on the phone. It is standalone on Google and Android, it, which I think is fascinating in and of itself. Right, so we can now put this thing on a phone. It does not need to get to the internet to get the answer. The model is standalone. It is in the, the application itself. 
Okay, so that again is very interesting, but it's not dynamic in that it's not going to continue to grow and that kind of stuff. You're going to have to recompile and and continue to train it elsewhere. I think the other thing that's interesting to me is the the I, I watched a half hour video video on this. If you get a chance to see it, it's uh, Meet Doctor GPT. It's by the gentleman who uh, put it together, and he walks you through every aspect of it when you. You get the Llama 2 model, it will get like a 20% on the US medical licensing exam. And then you uh, do reinforcement training, you do you do a lot of different training models, you pull down these different things, and he tells you exactly how he built it and what he did. So the, the video itself is fascinating. If you're really geeking out on this stuff, you really under, want to understand how they train these models and the different reward systems and that kind of stuff that they're using, how they're actually tapping into chat GPT to, to validate some of the answers and to, to validate some of the models. It's again, really worth, worth watching. Meet Dr. GPT offline AI that aced the medical tests. It didn't ace the medical test. That's, that's a little overstating, but essentially think about, think about it this way. There are large, areas in our country that do not have access to doctors. And yes, we can have, or around the world, there's probably a better example. Around the world, we have places where it's hard to get to see a doctor. Now we have a lot of different models that we're working on. We have, obviously we have uh, telehealth models. We have, um, it, there's some, I'm sure there's some other models I haven't really thought about at this point. But in this case, you could actually you know, have a situation, it's pretty urgent, you don't have access to a doctor, but you have access to your phone, you've downloaded this app, and it's available. That's one of the things I think is very fascinating to me. The second is, Llama 2 is open source, completely open source. In fact, the only limitation if you're going to build an application on this is once you cross 700 million users, that's a lot of users, you actually have to have a conversation with Meta about it. And one of the reasons they wanted to do that is they didn't want their competitors, their largest competitors to utilize the Llama 2 platform, right? You don't want Google picking it up. I know it's kind of absurd, but you don't want Google picking it up or Microsoft picking it up, starting to build applications on top of the model. You want you want the entrepreneurial community to see this and start to build on it. So it's, it's truly open source model. It's a model that you watch this video, you get a lot of different ideas for how to uh, train these models with uh, reinforced learning and that kind of stuff. And I think there's an opportunity here. Let me tell you what my so what on this is, as I'm sort of doing this on the fly, because I, I don't really have a script that I'm going from here. I think it's interesting, and it might be worth considering, depending on the size of your organization, whether you need to start developing a muscle around development projects that have these kinds of capabilities. If you can imagine your digital front door, whatever that term means for you, having the ability to ask these basic questions of a doctor, a again, a doctor that has passed the US medical licensing exam. I don't know, it, it, there could be use cases where you want that to be your organization. I'm still looking for the healthcare organization that really adopts digital transformation of healthcare. And my concern is if we don't adopt it ourselves, if we don't reinvent ourselves, that there are going to be other organizations that come in, roll these things out in our markets, and then we end up with a fragmented 
method for our markets to receive care. I keep coming back to this model. If I were a CEO of a health system, I want to be the trusted source for health information at every, at every aspect of health information for my community. And if that means rolling out a tool like Dr. GPT with my branding on it, I would want to do that. If that means, you know, telehealth first, I would want to do that. Now, clearly we have a business model that is tied to reimbursements and tied to a lot of those things. And we'd have to keep that in mind. But at the end of the day, I think my organizing concept would be the, the source of truth for health information in our community. You can go to a lot of different places, but at the end of the day, when you want a trusted source for information, you're gonna come back to us. You're gonna come back to us, the health system. And so when I, I see a tool like this, I think open source, available to any health IT organization around the country today, you could incorporate this into your digital front door. You could actually roll out an application that is you know, branded with your brand and those kinds of things. I think there's an opportunity. At least I believe there's a discussion to have. And I can hear the, the rolling of the eyes as I even talk about this. But I think you find your early adopters, you find your champions, and you say, all right, let's discuss, you know, let's have this kind of conversation where we put this out there and just discuss, is there a use case where this works for us? Is there a use case where we have an underserved market that we could serve better with a tool like this? And, and then, you know, if there is a use case, then you can play around with it. See how it answers the questions. Have your doctors put it through the tests and see if it gives you the kind of kind of responses and the kind of answers that you deem of enough quality to be utilized by your health system. But again, these kinds of tools are coming. They're coming fast and furious. The more I dig into this, the, the, the more tools that are available, the more standalone tools that are available, the more cloud-based tools that are available around large language models. I read a bunch of stuff over the last couple of days about Elon Musk's endeavor. And if you haven't seen the team that they have put together for this thing, it is, a, it's a, just a drop dead amazing team of 20 of the best AI scientists you can imagine. So I expect interesting things out of there. And then, you know, this is Meta. Meta's Llama 2 is, is looking to be the platform that democratizes access to these large language models that that you can train on whatever data source you want to train it on. So anyway, that's all for today. Just something to consider. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.